Welcome back to At The Buzzer. I'm your host, Campbell Klein, joined by my co-hosts, Tyler Fertel, Dean McCullum, and Andrew Lubliner. And uh, today we have a little NFL off-season podcast. We're going to be going through 15 of the top NFL free agents and sort of talking about likely destinations, maybe where we'd like to see them and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, let's get right into it. So the first player we're going to discuss is uh, Dak Prescott. And uh, I think Andrew is going to have something to say about this. So we'll go to him first. Yeah, um, obviously plays for the team that I root for, the Cowboys. But I I don't see any way that um, he's not a Dallas Cowboy. Um, Really, the only way um, that he wouldn't be on the Cowboys is through a trade because the Cowboys most likely will not get a long-term deal done with him. So they'll probably end up franchise uh, tagging him again. Um, but it, it, it wouldn't be smart if they didn't want to, if they didn't want to keep in, it'd probably be smart to like trade him instead of just let him walk for nothing. Because even if you wanted to trade him, which I don't think they should, you could probably get a pretty good return, uh, back for him. Cause he's just entering his prime right now. And he was on pace to set numerous, uh, records before his, uh, devastating injury this past season. So yeah, there's not much to say here other than, there's really no chance that he doesn't start the season on the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, Andrew, I'm going to agree with you. I think that uh, I know that Jerry Jones has not really said anything or the Cowboys management hasn't really said much about uh, re-signing Dak or uh, placing a franchise tag on him. But uh, if they can't agree to any uh, contract extension, then I do think that the Cowboys will end up uh, franchise tagging him, making him their long-term quarterback. I think it would be very stupid for the Cowboys not to have Dak Prescott as their starting quarterback on their team next year. I don't think that they should even trade him like a sign and trade. I don't think they should do that. That would be really dumb in my opinion. So uh, if the Cowboys want to be contenders next year, a healthy Dak Prescott is definitely the way to go. So I will have him re-signing with the Cowboys. Yeah, there have been a lot of rumors when he followed the Washington football team on Instagram. There were rumors that he could potentially be traded for Deshaun Watson and head to the Texans in a sign-and-trade or go to the Panthers in a sign-and-trade. And there's just been a lot of rumors while he's been recovering um, over the past couple of months. But like Andrew was talking about, there's not a very good chance that he ends up not playing for the Dallas Cowboys just because of the fact that they can franchise tag him for this year like they did last year, which they should probably do because Dak Prescott is a very, very good quarterback. People are forgetting how good he is of a quarterback he is just because he's been out since, what was it, week four? So if he comes back uh, healthy and close to as good as he was before, there's no point in them not keeping him because he's a very good quarterback in the NFL. And you know what? I might not be a Cowboys fan. I might not be anywhere close to liking the Cowboys, but Dak Prescott, in my opinion, can make the Cowboys a Super Bowl contender if he's healthy and if they get a proper defense. And if their whole team is healthy, they can definitely be a Super Bowl contender. But I mean, uh, yeah, Dak Prescott is he's a great he's a great quarterback when he's healthy and we know we're all hoping that he ends up healthy and can start the season playing and like Andrew said uh to us on our chat um a couple days ago or weeks ago I don't remember um that uh he's 
going faster in recovery than expected. I think it was that um, if, if he's heading on the right road to recovery, the Cowboys should do everything they can to sign him to a long-term extension. But if they think that's risky, then yes, they can franchise tag him, see how he plays, and then potentially sign him to an extension uh, during the season or after it. But yeah, I think, I think, oh yeah, there are all these rumors about um him going to other places. But right now, it's hard to imagine him playing in any other place except for Dallas next season. All right, now we'll move on to our second player. He uh, recently became a Super Bowl champion, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Chris Godwin. Uh, We'll go to Tyler to talk about Chris Godwin, his uh, possible signing places, places he could go this offseason. I'm going to say this from the get-go right here. I think he's going to re-sign in Tampa Bay. Uh, yes, there might be, he might get offers with a good amount of money for a wide receiver, um, from other places that could potentially be contenders, uh, maybe a team like the Ravens, um, other teams like, uh, that could be good next season that might be in need of a wide receiver. But after winning the Super Bowl with this great team, and I feel like I don't under, I don't see him leaving personally. I, I don't really, I can't really describe the reason why, but they, they've just, They've established a winning culture in uh, Tampa Bay. He's a great wide receiver. He likes Tom Brady. He plays well again uh, alongside Mike Evans. I just see him re-signing there, them trying to go back-to-back and him being a part of it. So, yeah, that's my opinion here. Uh, I hate to sound like a broken record, but uh, I think that Chris Godwin will end up sign, uh, re-signing with the Bucks. Um, there are some rumors that some Bucks players would be willing to take a pay cut in order to get to run the squad back uh, for another uh, try next season. But uh, like Tyler said, I assume that many teams will throw huge offers uh, at Chris Godwin to be their uh, wide receiver number one. More, maybe even offer Chris more money than the Buccaneers would. But I, I see him staying with the Buccaneers next season, and them staying with that lethal wide receiver core they have. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you guys on this one. Um, like Dean said, I think there's uh, teams like the Jets and the Ravens and possibly even the Jaguars that are in the market for a true elite wide receiver one. And those teams have much more cap space than the Buccaneers do because the Buccaneers also have another really key, f- uh, couple key free agents that we're going to get to in a little bit. But yeah, Chris Godwin's definitely a huge priority for them, especially in offense. Um so I don't really know how he could leave after winning uh, the Super Bowl. Even if he's offered more money, I still think that he'll uh, still be a Buccaneer for this next season. All right, now we'll move on to another wide receiver. Allen Robinson played uh, this season with the Chicago Bears. We'll go to Dean to start this one. Where would you like to see uh, Allen Robinson and where do you think he will be? All right, so this is going to be my first uh, player that's a free agent uh, with a team switch up of this podcast. I'm going to predict that Allen Robinson will end up as a Las Vegas Raider this next uh, next season. And I know that the Raiders, they have Henry Ruggs. I mean, uh, they have Hunter Renfro, and obviously they have Darren Waller, top three tight end in the league. Uh, but they don't really have that wide receiver number one. Uh, and there are a bunch of rumors that they're going to go after and heavily pursue someone like a Juju Smith-Schuster in the offseason. But I think it'd be interesting for someone like Allen Robin, uh, for them to pursue someone like Allen Robinson, who's, in my opinion, a tier above someone like Juju. So I think it'd be interesting they get that wide receiver number one. 
uh, who's a much different uh, player than uh, Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs is just a speedster. And Allen Robinson, I'm, I believe he has the high, uh, the lowest drop rate in the NFL as a wide receiver. He doesn't drop passes. So I think he'd be a good, uh, good fit alongside uh, a young up-and-coming uh, wide receiver that they drafted in the first round last year. Um, that's not a bad pick. I, I mean, it's not going to be my pick for the specific player, but you never know. Allen Robinson could end up with the Raiders. They definitely have a need for a wide receiver. They also did, um, release Tyrell Williams, former charger, who was supposed to be their number one wide receiver last year before he got hurt with the shoulder injury. But, um, yeah, uh, there are definitely a good amount of destinations here for Allen Robinson. I personally don't think he's just going to stay with the bears. Cause they're, they don't, I personally don't think, I think he wants to go to somewhere where they, he can win. And I don't think the bears have established a winning culture. And I, I think that he has realized that and they don't really have a steady QB play either, which is something that is really wanted for a wide receiver. Um, and uh, I could see him going to a team potentially like the Colts to be their wide receiver. Number one with Carson Wentz uh, as their new quarterback who was traded a couple days ago um, to the Colts from the Eagles in a pretty uh, good trade for the Colts. Uh, Iffy for the Eagles. I think they maybe could have gotten more, but uh, it is what it is for them. They just tried to unload him. Uh, but um, Or I think he could go to the Ravens too, who also need a wide receiver long one, like we were saying before. Um, he the, the, the Ravens could become an immediate Super Bowl contender, in my opinion, if they get a, uh, a wide receiver one that they can rely on because their biggest weakness this past year was not being able to have that consistent guy who they can go to. Um, cause they had a good run, uh, good run offense. Lamar Jackson's a great quarterback. Their defense was pretty good. Um, but I'm actually, I'm actually going to go to a team that doesn't really have a reliable quarterback situation either. I'm going to go to the Washington football to, uh, for Allen Robinson. He is their number one. I think he would be their number one wide receiver alongside Terry McLaurin. It would give Alex Smith, um, a second, uh, great wide receiver to throw the ball to. Lance Thomas has been pretty good recently. Antonio Gibson, um, is a good rookie running back, second year running back this upcoming season. Oh, is Alex Smith a free agent? He's not currently a member of the team. Oh, so Taylor Heineke for now, we'll say. Um, it gives Taylor Heineke a great second option. Um, but uh, other than that, uh, they can. I think they'll definitely be in the QB market, whether it's maybe a filler for a year or potentially draft one, maybe move up in the draft to draft one. But I definitely think that whoever that Washington uh, football team quarterback is next year, whether it's Alex Smith, Taylor Heineke, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Cam Newton, whoever it is, um, I, I definitely think that Allen Robinson would be a great fit there. Um, I'm not sure that this is Allen Robinson's first decision, um, but I just looked this up to double check because I'm I'm pretty sure I remember this correctly. The Bears can franchise tag him, um, and it's not like the Bears have any. I mean, they just drafted Darnell Mooney, but it's not like he's a wide receiver one, and I don't even know if he has the potential to be wide receiver one. So the Bears are definitely in the market for a QB, and if they're going to have any passing game at all, they're probably going to want to franchise tag Allen Robinson. So I just don't understand how maybe in a sign and trade, if they can get someone uh, like maybe get some trade him a sign and trade for some draft picks. But I think the most likely scenario is that he stays there under the franchise tag before he become uh, becomes unrestricted next year. So that's my prediction for Allen Robinson. All right, now we'll move on to Trent Williams, the 49ers offensive tackle. 
We'll start with Andrew on this one. Where do you want to see uh, Trent Williams end up this offseason? Um, there, there's this, there's so many teams that could use this. Um, in terms of teams with cap space, like there's a team like there's teams like the Jets and the Jaguars who are most likely going to have or they are going to have young quarterbacks this upcoming season and need protection. Um, I'm gonna go with the Jets just because I haven't seen any rumors about him going to the Jaguars, but I've seen it for the Jets. Uh, the Jets they do have Makai Becton, but other than that, their offensive line is terrible. Um. And it's looking more like they're either going to take a wide receiver or a quarterback. They're not going to take Panay Sewell, who would be the other offensive tackle to bolster that line. So I think Trent Williams, who's still a prime Pro Bowl, All-Pro tackle, I think would be a pretty good fit on the Jets. Um, Yeah, I think he'd be a good fit on the Jets. I think he'd be a good fit on the Jaguars. Definitely two teams that could use um, a bolstered offensive line. I, I also think he could be good on the Chargers, although I don't know if that's where they want to go with a majority of their cap space. I mean, as a Charger fan, I think that would be awesome to get a player with such high caliber um, at a left tackle spot uh, to protect Justin Herbert. Um, but there's also a player like Orlando Brown who could uh, we who could who they could potentially trade for. So definitely a bunch of options there. But I'm actually going to go that he re-signs with the 49ers. I'm not. 100% sure if they have the cap space. I think they probably do have the cap space to re-sign him. Um, and they're going to be an improved team next year. They, they, uh, they're going to get a majority of their defensive weapons back. Nick Bosa, um, Solomon Thomas, a couple other players. Uh, that remember they were one of the best defenses in the league when they made that Super Bowl run. And, uh, their offense should, uh, become healthy again with Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, uh, Raheem Mostert getting Jimmy G back. Um, and I think that it could definitely be interesting uh, for him to stay there because, you know what, they could definitely be a winning team next year. And they showed that they want him by trading for him this past year. So I think he uh, appreciates that. And I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed in San Francisco. And that's what I'm going to predict for Trent Williams. So uh, I was originally I was originally going to have uh, Trent Williams re-signing with the Niners. But now that Tyler's chosen that, I'm going to go that he goes to the Bengals. The Bengals have uh, are one of the teams that have the most cap space in the NFL, and they're also one of the teams that has the worst offensive line in the NFL. I mean, you see that uh, Joe Burrow, their franchise QB, he tore his ACL. It's not only his fault he got hit, but a horrible offensive line, horrible offensive line play throughout the year. I don't know uh, if Panay Sewell will fall to them at, I believe they have the fifth pick in the draft. But uh, free agency in the NFL is before the draft, so we'll have to wait and see. But I'll have Trent Williams going to a team that really needs an improvement on their offensive line. All right, now we'll move on to another wide receiver. Kenny Galladay played this past season with uh, the Detroit Lions. I'll start with Dean on this one. Uh, Where do you want to see Kenny Galladay this offseason? So uh, I'm going to uh, keep it plain and simple. I don't think Kenny Galladay wants uh, Jared Goff throwing the ball to him uh, next year. I mean, he was tired of uh, losing with Matthew Stafford as their quarterback. I mean, the Lions uh, have not had a competent team in a while. So I'm going to have him leaving and going to Baltimore to be their new wide receiver number one. I had Allen Robinson going to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, and obviously the Ravens are in a market for a wide receiver one. Hollywood Brown obviously isn't the answer. So I'm going to have Kenny Galladay, one of the most underrated wide receivers, going to the Baltimore Ravens next year. 
Yeah, I've talked with Dean about Kenny Galladay a bunch of times. I've said to him, I've said repeatedly that I think he's the most underrated wide receiver in the NFL. And for me, maybe other than Keenan Allen, I, I might be a little biased, but I think Keenan Allen's a little underrated too. But Kenny Galladay is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL, in my opinion. And uh, he's just been hurt over the past couple of years, which has really um, derailed how uh, good people realize or how good he really is. He hasn't really been able to sh- consistently show how good he is. Um, and I'm actually going to agree with Dean here. I think that he's going to go to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, he's a really, really good wide receiver. And I think that they could definitely use a wide receiver with one over one. I said before that I think they could become a Super Bowl contender if they can get that wide receiver number one. I think Kenny Galladay would be a perfect fit. I think they have the cap space to do it. Um, and personally, I think this is a great fit for both sides. And I, Kenny Galladay obviously wants to go to a winning culture after being completely just the past couple of years, just nothing has been happening with the, uh, with the Lions. So I think it'll be a little bit of a fresh start for Kenny Galladay. And I think that if he goes to Baltimore, uh, that would be a perfect fit for both sides. And I think that, uh, that makes them a lot of a better team. And I think he would really enjoy his time in Baltimore because he would be the wide receiver number one and make them a Super Bowl contender. So, yeah. Um, I think this one's pretty tricky because, like, I'm pretty sure he's not going to uh, re-sign with the Detroit Lions. Um, but there's a ton of teams um, that could pay him big money. Um, and I, I think that there's a, several teams he could go to, but because he's been injured, he probably wants a lot of money and a chance to be wide receiver one. I'm going to say for now, um, I'm going to say... Uh, for now that uh, he goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars um, just because they have a ton of cap space. Um, and obviously they're probably going to have Trevor Lawrence on their team. So that's probably a attractive spot for Kenny Galladay. Um, I thought maybe if Matthew Stopper, Stafford uh, were to get traded to a place that needs a wide receiver, um, that Kenny Galladay would fall there, but the Rams don't have the cap space um, and don't even need a wide receiver anyways. Uh, so that's um, that option's pretty much ruled out at this point. So I'm just gonna go with the Jacksonville Jaguars here, because um, I could see him going there and being a wide receiver one, uh, because they could definitely pay him a lot of money. Yeah, and I think it's the same thing. Was also the uh, the Jets potentially if they can maybe establish some sort of quarterback there. Uh, potentially the Patriots or the Colts too. I think that the Colts would also be the good fit for him with Carson Wentz as their new quarterback. So yeah. All right, now we're going to move on to Will Fuller. Uh, Last year he had a pretty solid season going until uh, he had a little issue with uh, performance-enhancing drugs, but uh, he was definitely fun to watch on Sundays. So uh, we'll start with Andrew. Where do you want to see uh, Will Fuller end up next season? Um. There's definitely a ton of places. We've already talked about several wide receivers. Um, so the wide receiver market's huge, and there's also a ton of great ones in the draft. But I'm going to go with the uh, New York Jets on this one, um, mainly because there's been a ton of rumors about Will Fuller going there. Um, the Jets have so much cap space, and I'm not sure that the Jets will get in like an like an Allen Robinson or a Juju Smith-Schuster, Kenny Galladay, because those guys are they're already proven you know, top wide receivers and NFL wide receiver ones. 
Um, but uh, Will Fuller, I mean, he's not really – I don't know if he you can really categorize him as like a true wide receiver one, and I think he would be able to slot into the Jets as of right now as a wide receiver one and really show off his talent, and he can definitely make a lot of money. So I think it's a good fit for him. Um, I'm not going to steal Dean's pick here. Cause I think I'm pretty sure who, where he thinks, uh, or wants Will Fuller to go, but, um, I have an interesting, uh, place for Will Fuller to go here. I'm not sure if the cap works out, but if they can figure out the cap, I think this would definitely be an intriguing place for Will Fuller to go. And that is the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course they have the sixth overall draft pick in this upcoming draft. So obviously they could use that on. Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, or uh, Devontae Smith, the three top wide receivers in this class. But um, if they can make the cap room work, I think Will Fuller would be a good fit there because they have an established quarterback uh, now with Jalen Hurts. I mean, he's not established, but we know he's probably going to be their number one court or he's going to be their starting quarterback. So I think that makes them a little more of kind of an intriguing option just because we they're not going to have it like not know who the quarterback uh, number one is because Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts will obviously not be battling over the job. But uh, also, Will Fuller is a deep threat, and one of the biggest needs of the Eagles over the past couple of years has been a deep threat. Deshaun uh, Jackson has usually been their deep threat, but he's fallen off recently, and he got released a couple of days ago. So if they do want to go in that direction of getting that deep threat through free agency, and if they can clear the caps, uh, the cap space, I definitely think Will Fuller is a great option them to, for them to go with. But uh, maybe going in a different direction with this pick, I'm actually going to go with the uh, – I'm going to go also agree with Andrew here. Um, I'm going to go with the Jets is maybe more of a realistic option for Will Fuller just because they have more cap room to get, uh, to get him, and he would be their automatic wide receiver number one just immediately. And potentially if they draft Zach Wilson in this upcoming draft, he's a very, very m- – maybe – under the radar, not under the radar, because I mean, he's projected to go number two, but he's not getting as much hype as maybe other quarterbacks in this draft. But um, yeah, uh, the Jets de- definitely are another team that I think Will Fuller could or should go to. So for me, uh, Will Fuller, uh, I believe that like Kenny Galladay, he's one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league. He had a very good season last year. And it's sad because he has a six-game suspension, which actually carries into next year for the first week. But anyways, uh, going with my free agency prediction for him, uh, I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers as Will Fuller's new destination. Uh, The Packers were rumored to trade for uh, Will Fuller. I remember when the NFL trade line was about to happen, and uh, the Packers were in talks with the Texans of including Kevin King in a trade which uh, now looking back on it, it's pretty sad to see Kevin King would have been included in a trade for Will Fuller over the, um, uh, during the NFL trade deadline. But I think that the Packers, uh, Will Fuller, a deep threat. Devontae Adams, obviously, he's, in my opinion, the best route runner in the NFL, and he's not much of a deep threat wide receiver. Like He just runs straight down the field to catch a ball, and Will Fuller's just that, and Aaron Rodgers is great at slinging the ball down the field. I mean, our best deep threat is uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who's pretty underrated as a deep threat, in my opinion, at least. He does he does average the most uh, yards uh, yards per reception in the NFL this year, just saying. Anyways, uh, Will Fuller, he could be the wide receiver number two on the Packers and make that uh, receiving core, uh, core very established uh, because the Packers other than Devontae Adams, their receiving court isn't very good. So having Will Fuller right there would be perfect for Aaron Rodgers as a second option and not always having to rely on Devontae Adams. 
Yeah, I definitely think that Will Fuller and uh, Green Bay would be a perfect fit for both sides. I've said that a lot lately, but you know what? If they can get Will Fuller in the offseason, that could be a very, very, very important accusation for them because uh, he can definitely make them their offense a lot more interesting because now the ball won't be going to Devontae Adams every single time it's in the air. So, yeah. All right, now we'll move on to Justin Simmons, the Broncos' safety and... I do believe the Broncos have the option to place the franchise tag on him. So uh, I'll leave it up to you guys to tell me what you think the Broncos should do or where you'd like to see him. Uh, We'll go to Dean for this one. Uh, I'm going to keep it uh, short and sweet. I think that the Broncos uh, will place the franchise tag on Justin Simmons. He's a great up-and-coming player. And, yeah, I think that the Broncos, they're in a bit of a rebuild. I mean, uh, their quarterback play is very stable right now, and – they're getting Vaughn Miller back next year. He'll make that defense a lot better. So having Justin Simmons on the same side of the field as all of those guys will definitely make them a more established defense. So I'm going to have him re-signing with the Broncos. Um, For me, uh, yeah, I think that it's probably pretty likely that he gets franchise tagged by the Broncos. But if he doesn't, and I think Andrew's going to be pretty happy about this uh, pick for me from me. Uh, I think that it's he could go to the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they need him. They have the cap room to get him. Uh, it could be a, a pretty good fit uh, for him. I mean, yeah, they kind of have the cap room. I mean, they could they could make it work there, and I think it's worth it. Justin Simmons is a great safety. He's just knocked out in a lot of recognition recently just because Broncos defense hasn't really done anything special. So, uh, but Justin Simmons, he's a, he's a good safety. And I think he would be a good fit with the Cowboys just because they needed the safety in the past year. Their defense was bad. They released Ha Ha Clinton Dix before the season were rumored to get Earl Thomas and then didn't. And so now I think it's a perfect time for them to get Justin Simmons. So if he doesn't get franchise tag with by the Broncos, which he probably will, honestly, but you know what? There's always that chance that he doesn't. I think that the Cowboys would be one of the front runners to get him. Um, I, I think there's definitely a chance that uh he could get franchise tag, but I think they'll just sign him to an extension, honestly. Like it's not like Justin Simmons is a very talented safety. He's pr- you can probably make the argument he's a top five safety in the NFL. So I just don't really see if you I don't really see if you're the Broncos, why not just lock him up long term and have him a building block? Because they just released AJ Boyer and they're most likely gonna address their cornerback position with either drafting Caleb Farley um or Patrick Sertan in the draft. So I think keeping Justin Simmons uh probably should be a priority for them and he's one of the frankly most talented players and a best player on his team so especially on that defense um so uh yeah i think he'll most likely uh stay with the denver broncos the thing that i'm not certain about that is i don't even know if he wants to stay with the broncos because he was franchise tagged last year he chose he chose to not sign the extension last year so if he didn't want to I think I saw something that said he just wants more money, but they've the Broncos have already released several players, including AJ Boya, who make AJ Boya was making a significant amount of salary. Yeah, but he played he played terribly last year. It's not like he played well or anything. So like Yeah, he wasn't good, but I, I still think that they'll they'll give Justin his money. Yeah. Maybe. All right. Now we'll move on to another Super Bowl champion from this past year. Levante David, as I said. Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He played with them this year. Uh, I'll give my prediction on this one. I think they're going to bring Levante David back. He was a key part in their run to the Super Bowl. And uh, obviously the Buccaneers are trying to go back to back. And I think he was a key part in that. And I think he's going to be one of their priorities to keep 
this off season. And uh, Tyler, let's hear from you. What, what do you have to say about this? This is a quick one for me. Like Dean said before, players are willing to take pay cuts to bring uh, key players back. And I think one of those key players is definitely Levante David. And I think he's going to return to the Buccaneers franchise next season, trying to go back to back. So yeah. I'm going to keep it short as well as uh, you two right there. I mean, Levante D- David, he's a loyal guy. He's been with the Bucks since I believe 2011, 2012. He's been there his entire career for all I know. So uh, I'm going to have him uh, re-signing with the Bucks uh, and try and make it back to the Super Bowl next year. Like you all said, there's really no reason for him to leave. If he was re-signing with the Buccaneers while they were terrible and the worst team in the division, I'm not sure why he would leave now that they have a Super Bowl uh, contending team. I mean, he's already came out and said he wants to be the highest paid linebacker. I'm not sure if the Buccaneers can give him that money, but I just really, I, I don't see him leaving Tampa Bay. All right, now we'll move to, in my opinion, one of the more intriguing free agents, J.J. Watt who, uh, as I said, is a free agent. And uh, I know there are some guys here in this Zoom that want him to go to their team. It looks like TJ Watt wants him to come to the Steelers, shoveling his snow this morning. Uh, A lot of interesting stuff going on. His wife seems to want him to go to the Chicago Bears. So really a lot going on for J.J. Watt as he's in the latter half of his career. But uh should be interesting to see how much he gets paid, where he goes, all that sort of stuff. And uh, Andrew, you want to sort of expand on that and where you think he could fit and maybe what money he's sort of looking at or something like that? Yeah, as you said, he's in the latter part of his career, so it's not like he's prime J.J. Watt, you know, leading the league in sacks and tackles for loss and stuff like that. Um, But uh, I I still think he's going to make a good amount of money because he's still a great defensive end. Um, There are several teams, but I think for me, Two of the most likely teams are either the Steelers, um, where his two brothers play, or the Browns, uh, which is a rival of his two brothers, ironically. But the Browns do need another defensive line, especially defensive end, because outside of Miles Garrett, uh, their defensive line is not very good. Ultimately, um, I'm going to say Cleveland just because they have way more cap space than the Steelers. So he could definitely, I, I think that he'll get one of those kind of big-ish money but short-term deal, so it's not a huge cap hit for the Browns. They have pretty much a Super Bowl-ready roster with Odell coming back. They just need to fill out a few little uh, small minor pieces on their team, and I think J.J. Watt could definitely help them become Super Bowl contenders. As long as Baker Mayfield is playing the way he is, J.J. Watt's still going to bring a lot of great uh, defensive end play to them, so I think it'd be really interesting, especially in that division against his brothers. Um, for me, yeah, I really like that Browns pick, uh, him kind of replacing Olivier Vernon, um, who was there, uh, I think two years ago. I, I think he was there last year too, but I think he's gone. Um, I don't think he's going to be on the team next year either. So, um, yeah, I think that him going across from miles Garrett is definitely a possibility that would make them one of the most lethal defensive lines in the league. But even though I like that pick, I'm actually going to disagree with you. I'm going to go with the Buffalo bills as kind of. J.J. Watt, in a way, ideal place to go. Um, Their defense is very good. They were one of the best defenses in the league this past year. Um, Great offense, contender, and I think J.J. Watt would just add to that. I mean, he, I, Josh Allen's been playing well. Stephon Diggs has been playing the best of his career, and they have a great defense, too. Like I was saying, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, um, they're getting – they're they're 
relatively young too. So if they can get a little more pressure on the QB, I know they got a pretty good amount, but if they can add JJ Watt to uh, their team and have him get stay healthy and get some pressure, I definitely think that they can contend with teams like the Chiefs and other good teams in the AFC and NFC because you know what? Personally, I only think JJ Watt could only help them. And I think it's definitely an appealing place for uh for defensive end to want to go being surrounded by a lot of other playmakers. So So I've been back and forth and back and forth on which team uh, I think that J.J. Watt will end up. I started with the Packers, but that's a bit unrealistic, even though he spent a lot of his childhood there and he went to college in Wisconsin. And uh, the reason why I was I was going to choose the Browns, but now I'm not is because I don't think he'd go to his a team where he's rivals with his brothers. So that is why I'm going to go with. Wait, Wait why not? That would be so fun. You no, get I to know. play them twice a year. No, but I, I couldn't see that happening, which is why I'm not going with him to the Browns. And I'm going to go with him going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers have a bunch of free agents that I don't think are going to be back on their team next year. They got guys like Bud, uh, Bud Dupree, Avery Williamson, who they traded for, Juju, obviously, James Conner, and a bunch of more guys. So I think they can allocate some of that money that, they're, um, that they might not use to re-sign those guys and pick up someone like J.J. Watt. He can team up with both of his brothers there, and yeah, he's going to make that uh, Pittsburgh defense very good, although he's in the later stage of his career. Yeah, all I'm going to say about the Steelers real quick is how scary would it be having J.J. Watt coming from one side and T.J. Watt coming from the other, two of the best pass rushers in the NFL coming at you from both sides. I mean, that would be really fun to watch. So all three of those all three of these locations that J.J. Watt could end up in would all be fun places. Uh, for him to be in and to watch him in. So, yeah. All right. Now we will move on to our next player. We're going to go to Shaquille Barrett, another Super Bowl champion. Uh, we'll start with Tyler on this one. Where would you like to see uh, Shaquille Barrett play this off, play next season, excuse me? Um, I think it's likely or I think it's possible that he definitely gets the franchise tag um, from the Buccaneers. I definitely think it's possible. And I think that he will probably um, want to resign with the Buccaneers. The, they obviously won the Super Bowl. I could see him definitely resigning. But for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to have him going to a different team. Although I really, I really, 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 really want to say the Chargers because they probably will be moving to a 3-4 defense with new coach Brandon Staley. Um, so he could definitely be coming off the edge as an outside linebacker. But I'm not, I, I don't really have an ideal place for him to go here. I'm not, I'm not actually 100% sure. I had a team in my mind, but I don't, I don't really know. What do you guys think before? And then I'm going to keep thinking about it. Um. Like the other, um, like the other Buccaneers players you already mentioned, I really don't know how he leaves. Like you, you're on a team, like you, you, Shaquille Barrett. You've been loyal to a terrible team, to the worst team in the division. You finally have a great team around you. Um, but I can tell you this: he definitely doesn't want to get franchised. At he, de- I, I think that they will be able to work out a long term deal. I don't see him leaving unless he gets an absurd amount of money. I think he's been rumored to say things like Devontae David, like he wants to be one of the highest paid defensive ends in the league, if not the most. And it showed in the Super Bowl that he's absolutely worth that money. I don't know how much money Tampa Bay has to offer him. I, I'm i pretty sure the NFL 
it's similar to the NBA where you can go over the cap to a certain extent to re-sign players. Um, and I mean, the Buccaneers seem to be all in on this team and contention right now because it's not like Tom Brady has too many years left there. Um, so I, I don't really see any team that he would go to unless unless the money is is unless there's a, a huge gap in the money then uh maybe there's a chance he leaves um but uh in that case um i do not expect him to uh leave the buccaneers i expect uh i expect Colbert to definitely be part of the buccaneers and i expect him to definitely be chasing another super bowl win um before you dean goes uh, <laughs> really quickly i've i thought about it for a little bit uh yeah i think it's probably pretty likely that he stays with the buccaneers here obviously like andrew's talking about i don't know why he would want to leave now unless he gets an absurd amount of money but a team that does that is pretty appealing and does have a pretty good amount of money to give him is the um <laughs> the miami dolphins so i could definitely see him going there i'm pretty sure they play a 3-4 which would uh, work well with his style of play. If they play a 4-3, probably still work pretty well. He's a good edge rusher too. So no matter what, I think that uh, the Miami Dolphins would be a pretty good fit. But for now, yeah, I think it's definitely uh, likely that he stays with the Buccaneers. Yeah, the Buccaneers have a lot of key uh, players that they need to re-sign this offseason, too, we've already mentioned. So uh, I think that he'll stay loyal just like Levante David and stay with the Bucs, chase another ring. All right, now uh, we'll move on to another wide receiver. <laughs> We're going to go to Juju Smith-Schuster, Mr. Corvette. We're going to go to Tyler first. Where do you want to see Juju next season? Give me a second. That's hilarious. Um, um, yeah, um, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, obviously he Corvette his Corvette Corvette his uh, way onto a bunch of different team logos and did not work out really, really well for him. Um, Not work out well for him at all, actually. They lost in the first round of the playoffs to the Browns. But, uh, yeah, I definitely think there are a pretty good amount of teams that he could end up uh, at. I think that the Jets are definitely a possibility. Um, Maybe reuniting himself with Sam Donald if Sam Donald continues to be the court, uh, starting quarterback there. I don't think it's likely that he does, so maybe he won't. But, uh. I also think that it's pretty. He could definitely stay with the Steelers. He likes the Steelers organization, and I'm guessing they probably want him back. I mean, he's been good for them in the past couple of years, so definitely could see him going there. But you know what? I'm going to go with the Chargers here. He wants to come back to L.A. He wanted to be drafted by the Chargers at the beginning of his career. I don't see why the Chargers wouldn't want another third great wide receiver to give to Justin Herbert. So you know what? If the cap works out, it makes sense for both sides. So you know what? definitely could work and and it's definitely intriguing destination for juju smith schuster and you know what that could that it could work it could work and i and i it would as a charger fan it would be awesome he just has to eliminate the um corvetting corvetting and tiktok dances from his mind that's that's the big thing for me well uh tyler i think it's funny that you bring that up because uh whatever team he goes to i don't see him quitting the corvette corvette tiktok dances uh I know he said he's going to quit, but then they got smacked by the Browns, so maybe he wants to uh, try that again in somewhere else. But uh, I don't think he's going to go to the Chargers. I know that he was uh, he jokingly said that he's going to play with his boy Keenan when he was playing Fortnite with him uh, a few weeks back, but uh, I'm going to have him go into the Jets. 
Uh, the Jets, obviously, they have a lot of cap space. And like your guys' argument for Will Fuller to go to the Jets, they could offer someone like Juju a lot of money that he can't really resist and can't really get anywhere else. And he can be their wide receiver one, even though I don't really think he's a wide receiver one caliber player. So I'm going to have him go into the Jets. I think the Jets are going to try and overpay for someone like him, and he's going to accept their offer and play for them next year. Um. I'm going to agree with you on this one, Dean. Um, the two guys that I've seen the Jets rumors that the Jets really want to pursue is Will Fuller, who I already predicted to go there, and Juju Smith Juicer. They have the cap space to give both of those guys the max money. And the Jets just have no playmakers on the outside, no wide receivers, whether it's Sam Donald throwing throwing the ball for them or Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or like someone, one of these other quarterbacks, Sean Watson. It doesn't really matter who it is. They, they need to get to wide receivers because Denzel Mims, was he was a rookie wide receiver pretty much injured i'm not sure how much potential he has i don't watch the jets very often but i all i know is that he was injured for most of the year and wasn't good um and i think the next best wide receiver is braxton barrios so i'm not really sure that's gonna their second best wide receiver is brashad perryman actually former it's not good jameson crowder what about jameson crowder I, oh jameson crowder i, yeah, I think crowder. he might be a free agent i could be wrong um sure. But at the end of the day, they don't have any real playmakers. And if they really want to get that rebuild up and running, getting a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster would be good. And also, Juju just seems like the guy who wants he wants the money, and the Jets can probably give him, as Dean said, more money than anyone else just because of cap space. Um, but if he really truly cares about winning, he probably won't go to the Jets. But I just think that the money will lure him in. Um, Adding to what you're saying about Denzel Mims real quick, he didn't really get a chance to shine this past year um he was hurt a, a pretty good amount and uh also like if he's an explosive wide receiver out of Baylor I'm pretty sure so um if he can if he can stay healthy I definitely think that he could potentially be a good wide receiver too for the Jets next year potentially a wide receiver one if he really plays up to his potential so you know what for the Jets team this year it's just gonna come down to quarterback play and staying healthy if they want to be a decent team so All right, now we'll move on to Aaron Jones, who uh, had some trouble holding on to the ball in the playoffs this year, had a few costly fumbles. But uh, we'll go to Dean first to see uh, where he thinks the Packer from this year will play next season. I think that uh, the Packers, in my opinion, as are f- my favorite team, they're always, uh, they always make weird decisions, especially in the offseason. Um, whether it's drafting uh, a running back in the second round when there's a bunch of wide receivers on the board or something else like that. But uh, since wait, they dra- wait, I have one more taking quarterback in the first round when and you that, have the MVP that. this season. Right. Anyways, uh, I mean, the Packers drafted a running back, A.J. Dillon. He looks to have a pretty good amount of promise as he had a few good games uh, as one of the backups for the Packers this season. But knowing the Packers, I feel like they're going to re-sign Aaron Jones even though they drafted A.J. Dillon uh, uh, last draft in the second round. Um, Aaron Jones, I could see him on a bunch of teams like the Bills. I was talking to Tyler earlier. I could see him on the Bills, a team like the Steelers maybe. I don't really know. But uh, knowing the Packers, I feel like they're going to play it safe, run it back with Aaron Jones, maybe on a a shorter-term contract. But I can see him back in the Packers uniform next year. Um, yeah, I could definitely see him back in a Packers uniform next year. Uh, yeah, I, it was, I mean, AJ Dillon was good this past year. Um, I'm not sure if the Packers are ready to make them their, their number one running back. Um, and so that's why I think that Aaron Jones is going to go back. Uh, yeah, I definitely think that it's a very 
good possibility that he stays in Green Bay just because they've established a winning culture there and he's been a part of it. He's been pretty good. Um, and so, yeah, uh, but I'm actually going to go with the team you just mentioned. I'm going to say that he can go to I, a, a great destination for him would be the Buffalo Bills because I do not think Devin Singletary is a running back number one or a starting running back in the NFL. And I think that if the Buffalo Bills can get Aaron Jones, they have that last needed piece of their offense they were that they were missing in the playoffs last year. That was a big part of that Chiefs game that really screwed them, really, is uh, that they, they couldn't rely on their run at all. They ran like three run plays the whole game, which made it really predictable that the that they were going to pass. And you know what? It wasn't only in that game. It was in a pretty good amount. Uh, they didn't lose very many games. Like, what'd they go? 13-3 in the past in the uh, regular season, so they didn't lose very many games. But you know what? A big, a big issue for them all year was really establishing the run game, and I think Aaron Jones would give them that stable run game they needed, they need, or they need and needed last year. And I think that that it could it could definitely make them put them over the top and put them on the same level as the Kansas City Chiefs, maybe even with just one player. So, um, I can see where you're both coming from, especially you, Dean, being a Packers fan. Aaron Judge, um, not Aaron Judge, sorry, Aaron Jones is super talented. Um, so if I were a Packers fan, I'd want him back. I just don't see him coming back. I think that. So I think that they drafted AJ Dillon for a reason because they knew that Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, their two running backs, were both going to be free agents. And I think that Jamal Williams is the cheaper option. And it even showed throughout the season that they used him a lot. And I really think AJ Dillon could be a good running back. So I think that they'll be fine in the run game between AJ Dillon and Jamal Williams. I'm not sure the Packers are willing to pay Aaron Jones big money. However, there are some teams that, uh, that have money, uh, have big money to spend. Um, uh, one team that I think Aaron Jones could definitely go to is the New York Jets, simply because of their cap space. I've mentioned multiple players going to the Jets because of their cap space. I don't think they'll get all the players that I've mentioned, but it just feels that the Jets can just throw so much money. And Aaron Jones, in my opinion, is a top five, top six talent. I just don't think he's he's used as much. And I'm not trying to fault the Green Bay Packers here because they have the best passing offense, or at least it was the best passing offense in the NFL this past season. But I think maybe Aaron Jones could go to a team like the Jets that have absolutely no running backs or run game, or even a sleeper team like the Dolphins, who they do have Miles Gaskin, but Aaron Jones could add a whole new dimension to that offense and getting a good run game next to Tua could be important because if you watch Tua have success in college, it was all with run game. I mean, Najee Harris, who's going to be in the draft this year, he was at Alabama when uh, Tua was there. And literally um, when Tua is at his best, it's in the play action because his, his, his throws are just so accurate. So I think that the Dolphins uh, and the Jets are two great spots, but I'm going to go with the Dolphins just because I've, I've said the Jets for numerous other players, but I think it's definitely going to be interesting because I don't think he's going to be the pack. He's going to be back on the Packers, but there's definitely several places he could go. All right. Now we'll move on to our third to last player, I believe. And that's going to be Jadavion Clowney. This year he played for the Titans. I think he played eight or nine games, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, we'll go to Tyler first for this one. Uh, where do you want to see him playing next season, Tyler? Um, I'm gonna go with the Cleveland Brown here. Browns here. Um, I mean, it would be really interesting to see him coming off of the other side of Miles Garrett. 
I said J.J. Watt could also be a pretty good destination or uh, Cleveland could be a pretty good destination for J.J. Watt, too. So maybe, you know, who if it's David Clowney, if it's J.J. Watt, if it's Shaquille Barrett, if it's whoever it is, I just think that the Browns are a good place for uh, an edge rusher to go because they're a win-now team, I think. I mean, Baker Mayfield showed he can be a franchise QB. So, I mean, it's definitely an uh, appealing place for um, really anyone else or any edge rusher to go. And I think that, I mean, he could definitely re-sign with the Titans because their defense was awful. And so they could obviously use him. They could give him some money or, you know what, D- a team that Dean mentioned before, maybe the Raiders, they need defense. And uh, that could definitely be another good destination for him. But right now I like him going to the um, the Browns. They have a pretty good amount of cap room and they would l- really love an uh, edge rusher to go uh uh, next to Miles Garrett, and I think that that would make them uh one of the best uh edge rushing pairs in the league, and the Browns another making their defense just more lethal. And uh, yeah. So uh, what I like to call Jadavian Clowney, um, a clown. Um, I'm gonna have him going to the Baltimore Ravens. I had the Ravens, I believe, uh, getting uh Kenny Galladay, but. Um, there have been plenty of rumors that I've seen over the past weeks of the Ravens trying to uh, pursue Jadavian Clowney over the offseason, and I think that he'd be a great fit uh, alongside their very underrated defense. And, uh, I mean, they have a very good defense too, so him being on that defense, he's a, a vet, former number one overall pick. So if Jadavian Clowney's there, maybe he can uh, bolster other guys like Patrick Queen on that defense who need more experience and need more help and need more mentoring. So uh, I'd like to see him on that Ravens defense next year. Yeah, I think that's a pretty interesting, uh, a pretty interesting choice, Dean. I think a really likely, a uh, really likely destination is the Browns. But because I said that JJ Watt was I already predicted that he would go there, I'm going to go with a different team. Um, I don't really think there's a large chance the Titans re-sign him because Jadavian Clowney probably wants a decent amount of money, and he was really bad even in the games. I know he missed several games, but even the games that he that he did play, he didn't have much of an effect on the game, and it's looking more and more and more like uh, Jadavian Clowney's a bust, but I still think he can be used um, on, on several teams. He was a guy that a couple years ago before he ended up signing with the Seahawks. I wanted the Cowboys to try to pursue him, but I've changed my mind at this point. I just don't think he is the same player that he once was, and he's never lived up to uh, his real potential. So I think I think he's probably not going to get too much money. Um, uh, in terms of teams that really need uh, edge rushers, um, there's a lot out there. Um, but uh, I... Th- I like Dean's pick of the Ravens, honestly, because it's not like they have so much cap room, but it's not like he's going to be making uh, too much money. And I think alongside Calais Campbell, uh, they could uh, really do some damage there. So I think I'm going to go with the Ravens for this pick. Um, But talking about your you saying that uh, Dave and Clowney could potentially be a bust, um, maybe. But recently he's been on – remember, when he was at the Texans, he was playing alongside J.J. Watt and – he, I mean, both were coming off the edge. They were both really good. And then he went to the, what, the Seahawks? And he was their only good edge rusher. He was their only good edge rusher. And then he went to the Titans, and he was their only good edge rusher. So he was getting, what, double teams some of the times? And there was really no one else that could get to the quarterback other than him. And so, I mean, honestly, like, if he can go to a place like 
the Browns and play alongside Miles Garrett, maybe he can replenish his career because he won't be, the attention won't be on him. And you know what? I, I, I just think it's a good fit with the Browns. Just maybe a little bit less, like not that much money. I mean, he won't be making that much this offseason just because um he didn't have that great of a year last year and he was hurt. But just there, if he goes to a team where he's not going to be like, double teams some of the time I could definitely think he can replenish his career and maybe make him not as much of a bust as he's recently been called all right now we'll move on to the second to last guy on this list uh a man who had a pretty underwhelming season after I believe a few of us predicted him to be the uh comeback player of the year if I'm not mistaken I think a few of us said the his team, the New England Patriots, would finish with double-digit wins, a playoff spot. I might be mistaken, but Cam Newton is that man. He had a pretty poor season with uh, the Patriots this year. And uh, we'll go to Andrew first. What do you think uh, his offseason is going to be looking like? To be completely honest, uh, I really like Cam Newton. Um, like, just watching him when he was really good, but he's just not the same player, like, he he can't really throw the ball to be honest. like he he's just not an accurate thrower and he can't really stay in the pocket and throw the ball like he's not going to get a starting quarterback job no team is going to pay him to be a starting quarterback but as we've seen this year and in recent years backup quarterbacks are getting more and more and more valuable and i think there's teams that could definitely use um a backup uh qb um there's teams like the saints who are still figuring out what they're doing uh, maybe they could sign Noon to a cheap deal. Maybe if the Patriots uh, trade for someone cheap, they could sign for a cheap deal. Uh, the Houston Texans have cap space. Uh, if they ever let go of Deshaun Watson, maybe they give Cam Newton a try in kind of like a one-year tank rebuild season. Um, I think there's a lot of teams he could go to. Um, but I, I think uh, for now, um, I think that um, I'm going to go with – because it's so complicated, I'm just going to say that he stays with the Patriots. However, I think he'll be their backup. Um, I think the Patriots are most likely going to draft the quarterback uh, in this uh, upcoming draft. So I think that maybe they'll have Cam Newton around, but I don't think they're going to promise him the starting role. Um, yeah, I agree. I think wherever he ends up going, he's not going to be given the starting job. He's going to have to maybe compete against a younger quarterback. And I don't really have a team like a specific team that I think would be a great team for him to go to. But I have a couple teams that I think that could be potential destinations for him. Um, One is the jets. They could potentially draft a younger quarterback like Zach Wilson, or maybe another young quarterback or sign one or uh, keep Sam Donald. He could go there, maybe mentor uh, a younger player or contend for the starting job. Um, The Washington football team, he could go to, um, same thing really there. They could potentially draft a quarterback like Trey Lance or Mac Jones. Um, So he could contend for the starting job there. Or if they don't go for a quarterback there, maybe contend with Alex Smith if he resigns or Taylor Heineke. And then the Eagles also. Uh, Jalen Hurts obviously is their number one quarterback right now. But the Eagles did say they want to bring in a veteran quarterback to compete with uh Jalen Hurts. And I think that, you know what, that it could, that person could be Cam Newton. I mean, I 
personally, I don't know if he would win that starting job over Jalen Hurts just because they seem like pretty similar play styles. Just Jalen Hurts can throw the ball a little better. Um, and then uh, the Patriots are my last one. Um, he's He can maybe play back up there. Maybe they'll use him as another uh, – maybe they're – Maybe a quarterback won't fall to them in the draft and uh, they just want to use him as another filler year or want to sign him to a one or two year deal, play him as a backup or potentially as a filler quarterback, like I just said. So, yeah, um, there are definitely a bunch of destinations uh, that he could go. Another one, including maybe the Panthers. He could reunite there potentially to be another filler quarterback if they don't like what they've seen from Teddy Bridgewater, even though uh, I'd probably rather have Teddy Bridgewater at this moment than Cam Newton. Um, but, uh, yeah, those are four or five teams that, uh, I think could potentially maybe take a chance on Cam Newton. So obviously, like you guys have stated, there's so many teams that could use Cam Newton as a backup, but I'm going to just stick to one team and one team only. And, uh, I'm going to go with the Washington football team. Uh, I feel like, uh, the Washington football team will end up with probably Mac Jones at whatever pick they have. Like, I believe it's like. 18 or 19 something like that maybe it's not that uh maybe it's not that high but uh uh, i think that they'll have mac jones and cam newton and uh they'll sort of i guess like cam newton will be the bridge quarterback for mac jones mac can learn a lot from cam and yeah i think that like tyler said uh when he was talking about the potential destinations he could uh he could be competing for a starting spot with a young quarterback who could use a lot of mentoring from a former mvp one of the most dominant players in the league. It's crazy to think that like six years ago, Cam Newton was the best quarterback in football, but uh, now he can't really throw a ball. Like you said, Andrew, but I'm going to have him go into the Washington football team, whether it's him being a backup to a young quarterback that the uh, football team drafts or him being uh, the starter and fighting for that starting position. So yeah, I'm going to have him go into the football team next year. Uh, all right. Now we're gonna move to our last player. Uh, this isn't the greatest. Like the no, no disrespect to the Chargers and Hunter Henry. He's not J.J. Watt. He's not Aaron Jones. He's not some of the receivers we talked about. But he is on Fertile's favorite team, the Chargers. So we're gonna go to Tyler first here. What do you have to say about your favorite tight end in the league, Hunter Henry? Um, yeah, he might not be the most explosive player, but he definitely is a reliable one. Um, Hunter Henry has been, he was a pretty good option for, uh, Justin Herbert this past year for just consistently six, seven yard routes, just getting him the ball. He catches, uh, he can make some pretty good catches and yeah, he's honestly just a lot, uh, he's just reliable at the tight end position. He's not, he's not as explosive as Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey or George Cattle, but he can get the job done and I definitely think he's a candidate for um, the Chargers to franchise tag. Uh, we franchise tagged him last year. I think it's definitely possible that he gets franchise tagged again. But uh, there have been rumors that the Chargers might go after Zach Ertz, that they might draft Kyle Pitts if he falls to them. So, you know what? There are definitely teams that could uh, could want Hunter Henry. And one of those, is I'm going to say, is the Pat. Uh, the Patriots, the Pats, I was about to say, um, the New England Patriots, they are in need of a tight end. They could be getting a quarterback in the draft. It could be a potential place for Hunter Henry to want to go. But something that makes me hesitate here is that he said in a podcast interview recently that he wants to go to a place that has um, a reliable quarterback. And that's why the Patriots, to me, don't make as much sense because they don't have a reliable quarterback right now. So right now, 
Um, even though there might be teams that he could fit with, with whether it's the Patriots, whether it's any other team. Um, but uh, I'm going to say right now that he gets franchise tagged by the Chargers, that we keep him for another year, see um, see what he can do, potentially give him an extension next year or this year, even if he doesn't get a franchise tagged, uh, or we just re- assign him to a two, three-year deal instead of getting um franchise tagged. But right now, I'm going to say that he stays with the Chargers for another year at least. Yeah, I'm going to keep this one short because Hunter Henry's probably one of the least exciting free agents uh, we've mentioned uh, for okay. this episode. Okay. okay, you didn't need to go there. Well, he Okay, he might not be as exciting, but he's the number one tight end in this free agency class. Okay? And who is he competing with? What other tight end is he competing with for the number one tight end in the free agency class? I'm not really sure. Let me look that up real quick. Neither am I. So, uh, obviously, free agency in the NFL happens before the draft, so I see the Chargers re-signing him. Uh, I don't think the Chargers will bank on Kyle Pitts falling to them at uh, pick 15 they have, Tyler. Correct me if I'm wrong there, but, uh, oh, wait, what do they have? 13, 13, 13. Okay, somewhere there. But uh, I don't think they'll just bank on someone like Kyle Pitts falling to them, so I think they're going to stick with Hunter Henry. He's very reliable. Uh, on those little slant routes that, and Justin Herbert can uh, rely on him. He's a good veteran, so yeah, he's going to be with the Chargers next year. Um, he's competing with Johnny Smith. That was the other one I was thinking. Johnny Smith's pretty good, but yeah, yeah, but Hunter, yeah, Hunter Henry, he's not bad. I mean, he's not he's not explosive, but uh, he's definitely reliable. It's not like Hunter Henry's like, like a Travis Kelsey, George Kittle type tight end, but it's not like he's bad either. He's probably a top ten tight end in the league currently. Um, and as I saw that same thing that you saw, Tyler, um, that said that he wants to go to a good court. He wants to go to a team that has a good quarterback. And there were tons of rumors about Hunter Henry going to the Patriots, but unless they, they somehow, uh, trade for someone before the NFL draft, I'm just not sure he goes there because he, he wants to know who the quarterback is when he signs him. And I don't think he's baking on like Trey Lance or Mac Jones to be drafted by the Patriots and just come in and be great and he has a great uh up and young up uh up and coming uh young quarterback in Justin Herbert and you know there's honestly not too many better young quarterbacks right now that you'd want to go sign a long-term deal and uh play for that team um so yeah I think it makes the most sense I'm not sure if the Chargers can franchise tag him I haven't seen anything about that they can they can um so maybe they will, but then again, most teams don't franchise tag their tight end. It's one of the least important positions on the offense. No offense to the tight ends. Outside of a Travis Kelsey, George Kittle type player, anything less is not as significant. So I think there's definitely a chance that uh, that they get a deal re-signed. I think, like you said, Tyler, maybe like a 2-3 deal um, just to keep him there for now with um, Dustner, because I, I don't think they're going to bank on Kyle Pitts um, or one of these other guys dropping in the draft. And that's one of the hard parts about building a good NFL team because the draft actually happens after. So team building is harder. Um, but yeah, I think he'll be a charger. Yeah, that's that. Like if the draft came before, I would say, well, if they if Kyle Pitts falls to them, of course, they're not going to re-sign Hunter Henry, but they're going to have to either bank on trying to either trade up to get Kyle Pitts 
try to get him there or re-sign Hunter Henry um, or trade for Zach Ertz. But right now, I think Hunter Henry is likely to stay with the Chargers. One thing, one thing I'll add here is that he was pretty healthy this whole year, surprisingly. He's been hurt a lot of the games in the past, but then at the end of the year, he got a concussion, which was tough as a Charger fan. But uh, although we weren't really in the we weren't in the playoff race, it was just tough to see our tight end go out for the past two to three games. Um, but if he can stay healthy, he's definitely, I think, a top five ten, tight end in the NFL. Okay, now we're going to move on to our shot clock segment. Uh, we're going to have 24 seconds on the clock to answer a question I propose. And today's question is going to be, who is uh, your pick to win coach of the year? Not front runner. Who's your pick? Despite despite what's going on right now, who's going to finish the season as coach of the year? Uh, let me get the stopwatch up. We're going to go to Tyler first. 24 seconds on the clock starting now. Although it is tempting to go with uh, the Jazz's Quinn Snyder right now, I'm going to go with Doc Rivers. They are leading the Eastern Conference right now. Um, other than a couple accusations during this offseason, like Danny Green, Seth Curry, and Dwight Howard, um, he has really transformed this team uh, from a team that was predicted to maybe even trade some of their star players to a team that is leading the Eastern Conference and is possibly the front runner to win it. Um, alongside the Celtics, the Bucks, and the uh, the Nets. But, uh, yeah, the 76ers team has gone a lot better recently, and Doc Rivers is definitely a big part of that. All right, yeah. Now we're going to move on to Dean, I believe. 24 seconds on the clock, starting now. So I'm going to go with the Utah Jazz's head coach, Quinn Snyder. The Jazz are the number one seed in the Western Conference, as of right now, and I think – uh, he's definitely the front runner right now because the Jazz, he's coaching the best team that's the best record-wise team in the league. And I think that the Jazz are going to stay a top two seed in the West for the remainder of the year. So if you're coaching a team like that who doesn't have a bona fide superstar on your team, I think you got to give him coach of the year if you're a top two seed in the harder conference in the NBA. Yep, that's definitely a good answer. And uh, you'll probably be hearing more about the Jazz in... 24 seconds after Andrew goes. So 24 seconds on the clock starting now. All right. You could have guessed I'm going to go with Coach of the Year. I'm going to say Tom Thibodeau. Um, I'm not sure he wins this award, but if you look at the Knicks roster on paper, it's a bottom three roster. No debating that. The Knicks were projected to win 21 games this season. They've already won 14, so they're going to surpass expectations by a long shot. They have the third best defensive rating. They're holding points to 103 points, which is uh, the best in the NBA. And he's just doing a phenomenal job, and he definitely deserves some consideration for this award. Um, yeah, I understand that he's been coaching really well recently. Um, and that's why they have already eclipsed what they're projected to get, but I'm not sure they're going to give the award to a team that barely makes the playoffs or doesn't make the playoffs. That's why I'm hesitating. Like, although Kevin Stefanski did win it and the Browns were a wild card team in the NFL for me, if I mean, obviously if the Knicks make the playoffs, he hundred percent deserves it. I'm just not convinced they are. And I don't know. I feel like there might be some other coaches like Quinn Snyder and Doc Rivers whose teams might be higher in the standings that could definitely get it. But Tom Thibodeau, he's a great coach. You can't you can't bet against him really for this award. Yeah, as of right now, it's pretty hard to say that Quinn Snyder doesn't deserve the award just because if the Jazz can, you know, be like a like a top seed, like top two seed in the West, it's really hard to not give it to him at this point. 
Um, I just think that, you know, there's there's been seasons in the past where the coach of the year doesn't necessarily go to like the coach of one of the better teams, just a team that makes a jump. And the fact that the Knicks were projected to win 21 games and they've already won uh, two thirds of those games so far. Uh, it's only been 30 games, which is pretty remarkable. And as you said, Tyler, I'm not really sold on them making the playoffs either uh, quite yet. So I think they definitely have to make the playoffs for him to get a legitimate um, chance of winning the award. But I can definitely see a scenario where the Knicks end the season above 500, maybe as the sixth seed. I think then he has a real shot of winning it. Andrew, uh, the only reason I have a problem with what you're saying, I definitely think that uh, Tibbs deserves consideration especially if the Knicks make the playoffs. But the thing is about the coach of the year award in the NBA, there are so many great coaches that lead teams to unexpected seasons like uh, Thibodeau is doing to the Knicks right now, as like you said, they're projected to win 21 regular season games and a coach uh, who I want to recognize last season, who did something like that. uh, Taylor Jenkins of the Grizzlies. He did a phenomenal job. If it wasn't for the, uh, playing a uh, new rule, then the Grizzlies would have made the playoffs and they were projected to be one of the worst teams last year. Billy Donovan also led the Thunder to an unexpected year. So coaches like that who do great jobs leading teams to unexpected seasons usually don't end up winning the award, which is why I don't think Thibodeau is uh, likely to win this award, but I definitely think he deserves a lot of consideration as he's uh, overachieved this year with the Knicks. Yeah, the only reason why I say a team... I, the only reason why I think he has a better chance is like he doesn't have Chris Paul, he doesn't have John Morant. I mean, Julius Randle's an all-star, whether you like it or not, but it's not like that roster is very good. I mean, they have, I mean, like, you can really, you could legitimately make the argument that their second and third best players are R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly, who are a rookie and okay. second-year player. Okay. It's, and it's, Derek, it's Derek Rose right now, but we can, if we want to. Derek Rose has not been, has not been terrific. Yeah, um, but, but if he got, if he got a certain amount of playing time, like if he got as much playing time as a player like R.J. Barrett did, he would be putting up better stats than R.J. Barrett would. I'm convinced. I think that's true, but he's still averaging like 12 shots a game, and he just came off a, a very nice one for 10 for a one for 10 performance, but I, I'm not mad at Derek Rose. Uh, I'm just saying, like, there's a real argument that those two guys are the most talented players on the team, um, and they're both young. I mean, R.J. Barrett, just like last week, played his 82nd NBA game. He's just about played a full season so far because of the shutdown last year, and the Knicks obviously did not make the bubble. So um, he's had plenty of time off. And, uh, yeah, I just think that on paper their roster is so bad, and, like, a team like the Wizards has – a team like the Wizards who have won, I think – six or five less games a team like Detroit who's won like five or six less games they have you know way more talent on their team but they're just not winning games did you just say the Detroit Pistons have more talent than the New York Knicks I mean I think it's close but I I I think you can make the argument that uh Detroit has more talent I have not because I but right I think now, Julius Rand. I think Julius Randle is the best player in the mix. But if you can somewhat cancel out him for Jeremy Grant in a way, it just comes. I don't think you can, but it comes down to the young players, honestly. Right, but you got to remember. I, I believe in the Knicks to give him the edge there, but there's not too many other teams that don't have a guy that's that's better than all the Knicks players. Detroit, I, may, Detroit may be the one exception. I mean, yeah. Detroit, Detroit. Detroit is the worst team in the NBA. I don't think we can defeat that. Um, but there are also teams that, I mean, 
that don't have a clear, like, all-star caliber player, but are consistent all around. I mean, like, I'm trying, like, it, like, for example, like, are the, are the, do we consider Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson all-stars? Yes. Yes. I mean, all-star I caliber think, players. I think, I think one of them will make is- yeah, I think that team is way more talented to have two. Oh, they're way more talented, but that, that's what I'm saying. Like, they don't have like all star, like definite all star players, but they're just more talented all around. So, like, I think the West might be too loaded for them both to make it, but they're both pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it's like the diff- if you combined like the Pistons and the Knicks and put them against the Pelicans, I still probably think the Pelicans would win, <laughs> honestly, just because their surrounding cast is probably better than. What the if Knicks- the Knicks and Pelicans play today, the Knicks would win. The Pelicans are one of the worst teams in the West. I'm not sure if they have one of the worst defenses in the NBA, and their head coach is a defensive-minded head coach. That is how bad they are struggling right now. Their spacing the Knicks- is horrible, though. The Pistons might be able to just beat the Pelicans straight up, um, to be completely honest, because the Pistons, all of their the wins Pelicans have come played- up against a good team. The Pelicans played the Knicks last month, and the Pelicans beat them by double digits. Uh, the Pelicans have not played the Knicks this season. I can guarantee. You. Um, I'm looking at it. Was this last season? It was last. It was season. last season. Great. Very nice stat, Tyler, right there. All right. Uh, does someone have their stopwatch ready to time? I can time you, Andrew. Do you All want right, to time, or do you want me to? Uh, yeah, I can do it. I got it ready. All right, Campbell. Twenty-four seconds on the clock. Uh, starting now. All right, so I'm pretty much just repeating what Dean said. I think the Utah Jazz, Quinn Snyder, is going to win this award. Going off of what we've seen so far this season, as he said, without an obvious superstar caliber player, the Jazz are still on pace to win 60 games. I'm not saying that's going to happen. It probably isn't. But going into the season, they were projected to win 42-ish games, and now they're projected to win 59, according to how they've played so far. And that's pretty incredible. So if they keep any level of this up, I think the award's going to him. All right. Any uh, any last words before I close this up, guys? One thing I'd just like to say about the Jazz really quickly, um, Quinn Snyder definitely does get the most consideration, but Mike Conley is playing like an all-star, which he did not last year, and they're getting career years out of Jordan Clarkson and guys like Royce O'Neal and Bojong Bogdanovic stepping up. So the Jazz collectively are definitely shocking a lot of people. Yeah, I think it I think it's that mentality of not having just like one player that will do everything for them that has really just uplifted their whole squad. Because of course Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are their two best players. And they were both two all-stars last year and probably will be this year too. I think they are. Um, maybe. I think Donovan Mitchell will be. I'm not so sure about Rudy Gobert. Um but I just think that that mentality of sharing the ball has really just been really uplifting for their whole team and that players like Jordan Clarkson, Royce O'Neal, Boyan Bogdanovich, um, even a player like Derek Favors and uh, Joe Ingles just have that, just are willing, are willing to pass the ball around, are willing to play make. And it's just, it's been really good for them. I mean, they're losing to the Clippers right now as we're filming this um, by a lot, but Usually they uh they're really good uh at just playmaking and winning honestly. The final thing I have to say is that the Utah Jazz at the end of the day they're just playing great team basketball. Everybody on their team is contributed points. I mean Donovan Mitchell, 
uh, all-star. Rudy Gobert, he's an all-star caliber player, one of the best defensive centers in the league. And Andrew, I see that now the Jazz are barely losing to the Clippers, which kind of sucks. But anyways, um, you're getting career years out of someone like Royce O'Neal, who wasn't very good last year. Joe Ingles is really stepping up. Bojan, he came back from that back surgery, I believe, and now he's playing pretty well for them. And then you got Jordan Clarkson, who just put up 40 off the bench last week. So, I mean, if you're getting that out of all your players, and that's just their bench players, um, I mean, you're you're definitely going to be a top seed uh, in the Western Conference this year in the NBA. So props to Quinn Snyder and props to everyone who's showing up for them every night. Um, and yeah, there are definitely other coaches that could win this award. I mean, Frank Vogel could win this award if the Lakers win the number one seed. If uh, you never know, if uh, if AD, you know, AD's about a if month. they didn't give him to him last year, then they have no reason to give him to him this year. That's my yeah, opinion. but they gave it to Mike Budenholzer, who no, they gave it was Nick Nurse. They gave it to Nick Nurse last year, and he totally it was Nick Nurse. It. I thought it was, oh, the, it was like, Nick the, Nurse. Yeah, the Nick Nurse deserved voted. it last year. The yes, fan, the fan voted coach of the year was um. Mike Budenholzer or whatever. I remember seeing that. Uh, yeah, even if the Lakers like are the, the one seed, they're, they're not going to. He. It, it's really hard to give it to, to that guy. Right, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, if you have a superstar on your team, it's really hard for them to give it to you. But you never know. If the Lakers end up literally not losing a game the rest of the season or losing only a couple, which is probably very unlikely, then they're going to give it to Frank Vogel. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm just going to stop now. This is getting to be too much. Uh, yeah, I'll give it to you, Tyler. If the Lakers finish the season on a 45-game win streak, I do think they will give him the award. So that's a really good take by you. We'll see how that works out. Uh, but that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, follow us on Twitter at ATBuzzerPodcast. And, uh, Whatever platform you're listening on today, you can find all of our socials in a link tree in our Twitter, as I said, at ATBuzzerPodcast, and uh, I'm sure we'll have a new episode out to you next week, so uh, see you then.